Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of the Beyoza Podcast with your boy and favorite podcast host in these podcast streets, Tariq Farrington. Yes, sir! This is part two of a collection of episodes I've recorded because my birthday is on Monday and I missed last week's podcast episode. So this week, I've decided to record two episodes for y'all. If you haven't listened to part one of the collection of episodes, which is actually episode 63, go listen to that one before listening to this but right now there's no need for a long intro or any stalling because we did most of that in part one let's just get straight to it in part one we talked about honoring our commitment to ourselves so that our inner voice can eventually become a trusted voice in part two I would like to talk about something that works in close proximity of what we talked about in part one I don't know if y'all put the titles of part one and two, part one and part two together. But if you did, you would have gotten honor your commitment. You've already pleased everyone. Now, these two podcast titles work together as one phrase, which was indeed intentional. So be sure to write it down or you could even remember it. Now, you may be thinking, Torek, what does that even mean? Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you right now. It means exactly what it says. But allow me to just break it down even further for you in four simple points. Honor the thing you told yourself you were going to do. That's number one. The second point is allow your inner voice to become the voice that gets you to take action. Number three, you've already done things that others wanted you to do. Number four, it is time to separate your identity from the expectations of others. Today we're going to be talking about uh, something I've never talked about on the podcast before. And that is people pleasing. A people pleaser is someone that always goes above and beyond for others at the expense of their mental and physical health. The surprising thing about it is most people would never admit to it because it is so knitted and embedded in the way some of us interact with humans. I am most people. (laughs) I never could admit that I was once, not anymore, but I was once a people pleaser. But if you look closely at your patterns, you can see where you've unknowingly been a people pleaser. Now, I know there is a stigma and there is an ew factor around being a people pleaser. But there are always those moments in our lives that we can go back to where we don't holistically identify as a people pleaser, but we had those tendencies in that one connection where you were all about pleasing and satisfying that person and making sure that they were happy and their happiness once became more important than yours and the very same people that you're pleasing will let you know that you're a people pleaser maybe not directly but definitely indirectly they will do this by um, 
stressing the fact of how quote unquote nice you are or you'll even feel used. So the nice part I've seen work firsthand. People have did it to me. People have did it that uh, people have did it to people that were closest to me. Just stressing the fact that they are so nice because they were the ones always saying yes, right? So if you're a person that don't know how to say no and you always saying yes, you're considered to be the nice person because they can get over on you and they can use you and and and, and they can get what they want from you. That is one of the ways that you will know that. In this particular interaction, you're a people pleaser, right? That's one of the ways. The second way is you will even feel used. You will feel used. Trust me, when someone is using you, you will feel used no matter how generous generous you are. Because people can go, you will give them a mile and they will take two. You can give them four and they'll take eight. That's just how it works. Truth is, lots of people take advantage of people pleasers. Because they're the ones gaining. Why not? If someone is all about pleasing you, they're like, why not? They take advantage of that. Because they are the ones gaining. It may not always be with malicious intent. But if you keep giving, they'll just keep taking with no remorse. Let me say it again. If you keep giving, they will just keep Taking without no remorse. I don't know if anybody on this podcast has ever been used before. Who is listening right now has ever been used. But the thing about people that use people, and sometimes, like I said, it's not with malicious intent or knowing. It's almost like they want to hoard the resources you are able to provide or hoard the peace that you're able to uh, give people when you meet them or hoard the love or hoard something and just use you for something because they're the one gaining. And most, uh, I don't want to say most, but a lot of people do it with no remorse. If you confront somebody about using you, they'll be like, what? Me? Trust me, people that are closest to me, I've seen them approach people with their concerns. Yes, we have a good relationship. Yes, this is what it is. But I feel like you're draining me and you're using me and you're pulling from me. And I've seen it happen within uh, my friend group. I've seen it happen within my families, other families. I've seen it happen um, consistently, right, in the past. But most of us don't recognize that we're people pleasers until we feel used, until we feel empty, until we feel depleted and feel like we have no more left to give. I'm not saying that it's a, it's a bad thing to go above and beyond for the ones you love, but I am saying it's dangerous to go above and beyond at the expense of your mental and physical health, right? I'm going to use a very, very personal example because I had a friend, and this is important to me. This may not be as important to you, but it is important to me because I had a front row seat of seeing people use, drain, and deplete my father. This is why I am so aware of people pleasers and why I'm aware of users. I have no malice in my heart towards either, but I am able to see what is going on and I am able to 
analyze my relationships clearly, not going in with a ready set mind on who this person is and who they're going to be, but I'm able to identify when someone is trying to drain and use and deplete me because I have had an example of my father. My father is a very generous person. He would always do for the whole entire neighborhood. I remember my father one time because my father, he passed away for most of you who don't know, but my father had a very um, bad heart disease. He had a few heart attacks in his lifetime, had a few strokes in his lifetime. And um, I remember this one time uh, a child needed to eat. I'm not going to give any scenario, any specific scenario because I don't want to go into detail, but a, a child needed to eat, um, a, a child and a mother. And what my father did was instead of buying his own medication, he bought them food, which was a good thing, which was a good deed. But then those people use and use and use and use and use, and more people used without no remorse. That is what some people do. You're not a bad person for wanting to help others and have a generous heart and have a heart of gold and be so pure and be so giving and loving. And you could be the best giver, but they won't, be the, they won't always be the best receiver. They won't always know how to receive gifts, how to receive money, how to receive care, love, peace. Looking at both sides of the, uh, of, the, um, of the spectrum and looking at both perspectives, I've seen the perspectives of the user, of the user, because I'm related to some users. I've seen the perspective of the giver because I'm related to some givers. Right. And I've used both of those, not against anybody, but for me. Tariq, how do you use it for you? I learned how to receive. I already know how to give. My father was the greatest uh, uh, and, and most cheerful giver I knew. The most generous man I knew that walked the face of the earth was my father. And I don't think nobody gave uh, with the heart. It's not really the amount, even though the amount was real, real big. Right? And even though the amount really cut deep sometimes, it was the heart. And I knew my daddy wasn't looking for anything back from anyone. Right? But I looked at it from both perspectives. Tariq, how do you receive? I don't use people. I don't overdo it. Right? I don't, I don't beg people. You don't use people because you don't never know when you will actually need them. We, I, I, mean, I may be talking to some users right now on the podcast, and, I, and if you are, that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it's fine. It's fine for the moment because we're going to change it. Right? You stop using people that have access to resources because you never know when you will truly need them. And most times the people that you are using feel used and they will never confront you and say that they, that they feel used. They will always uh, hide it and try to cut you off or, or, or they'll never talk to you again or they will lessen their interactions with you. And we are literally burning bridges and relationships. Why? Because we want to use and suck the resources out of people. Also, another thing is bring something to the table. 
Now, I know there is this big stigma about bringing something to the table and what a man and a woman should do and what a wife and a husband should do. I'm not talking about that because I'm, I'm 17. I'm barely turning 18. I'm turning 18 in a few hours. Uh, happy birthday to me, by the way, and my mommy. But I'm turning 18 in a few hours, and I have no clue on, uh, on, on a concrete uh, foundation or idea about that topic yet, or at least I wouldn't like to share but what I am saying is bring something to the table for your friendships. Bring something to the table for your family members. What, like it, don't, it doesn't always have to be monetary. Really? The only time you text your parents is when you need money? I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the teenagers right now. You don't tell them that you love them. You don't embrace them. Not just tell but you don't show them that you don't lo- that you don't show them that you love them. You just call them for money, and then you get upset. Really, you only text your friends when you are down bad and you need help and you are in a drought. You don't check up on them. You don't text them. You don't really care about them, right? Here's the thing: we need. To be more aware of how we handle people and how we treat people that we have relationships with. It's possible. Don't say it's impossible. It's possible. You will definitely care for and treat people well uh, uh, who you care about. You prioritize the things and people you care about. It is absolutely possible. Do not unknowingly burn bridges and forsake relationships because you haven't talked to someone in a while or, or you only hit them up when you need something or only hit them up for a specific thing using them. They will feel used. It's not, it's not that hard to feel used. Especially if the person that you are in a relationship with, whether that's a friendship or real rela- a, a, a romantic relationship, sorry, a family relationship, whatever it is, um, they're going to feel used based on the posture of their heart. Ooh, let's get into it. Tark, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What is their heart posture? What is your heart posture? Why do you feel used? Why do they feel used? Because there is only a certain amount that they could give. There is only a certain amount that we could give until we feel used. So, so many of us are willing to give our whole life until we feel used. And that is what put us in the lane of being a people pleaser. Right? Which has the stigma, I know. It's not a bad thing. But when it's at the expense of your health and your mental health, it can become dangerous. And for some people, it only takes $10 for them to feel used. Have you ever asked somebody for something and they have to mumble and they have to give you a whole lecture before they give it to you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're feeling used. It don't take much. For some people, it takes, you know, mid, takes a, a, a certain number in the middle for them to feel used. For some people, it takes the second time you need them. Right, it, it it depends on the heart posture. That is what I've learned. How generous are they? Because different people have different tolerant levels. Like the same way that you could, and that is why people get used. 
Because the same way that I could use you, I can't use them. I know that I could keep using you because I can't use anybody else. That is how a lot of users think. And so they hoard that instead of cherishing, embracing, and, and, and nurturing the relationship they have with someone. If you know that you could get anything from someone, anything in this world, and you know that they will always be there for you, that is a relationship, my friend, that you need to take seriously, that you need to cherish, that you need to nurture, that you need to make sure that they are always good. You should be serving more than you should be using because how bad you want to keep that relationship because you know that they will always be there for you, and so you have to reciprocate the same energy. You have to reciprocate the same vibe, right? So I'm not saying that it's bad to go above and beyond for the ones you love. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying that it's dangerous to go above and beyond at the expense of your mental health. I was just drinking some water just now. Sorry, my bad. My bad, my bad. But... Remember that healthy boundaries are important. I'm going to say it again. Remember that healthy boundaries are important. Don't wait until you feel empty, depleted, frustrated, bitter, and angry to start setting boundaries. To be honest, I've realized most people start setting boundaries too late. And I'm not saying too late as in time has passed. I'm saying too late as in after the fact. Right, You've allowed all of these things to happen to you before you can set healthy boundaries. I know there is a stigma and, and a disliking for boundaries. But when you start a relationship with someone, both of you have healthy boundaries. Have boundaries, not that just going to protect you and all for you and you and you and you. But boundaries that are going to keep you all together, boundaries that are going to keep you all um, not just tolerating each other, but loving each other and having a good friendship and having a good relationship with your family, right? Tending to those boundaries so that um, um, unspoken, so you see, a lot of times unspoken boundaries are being breached. Unspoken. You didn't tell me that was a boundary. But now all of a sudden we're in an argument. So you understand what I'm saying there? So don't set your boundaries late. I'm not talking about in time has passed or you don't have time to set boundaries anymore or it's the last time you could set boundaries. No, no, no. I'm saying after the fact. After the fact. Most times I realize that they just wait until someone hurt them, use them, and abuse their kindness then they want to set boundaries. But I want you to know that boundaries doesn't have to be justified by hurt and pain. You don't have to say, I'm setting boundaries because you hurt me and you do this to me and you do that to me. No, 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 no. You could actually set healthy boundaries if someone didn't even do anything to you. That's just called communication. That's just called clarity, right? That's that like I love boundaries. I love when people set boundaries. I don't take offense to boundaries. Stop taking offense to boundaries. People need to stop taking offense to boundaries. Embrace boundaries because now I know how I could nurture and keep this relationship instead of actually breaching and crossing uh, 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 things that 
can lead to your trauma or lead to your past or lead to you being the, the, um, the worst version of yourself. If I only want to see the best version of you, if I only want to help you grow, if I want to help you uh, or see you better, I am going to embrace and accept your boundaries. Right? Most of us, we just think in having boundaries, having up a wall. No, 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 no. Who are you having your boundaries up against? They don't even know your boundaries. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. I've watched so many adult relationships that didn't have boundaries, and it's the most terrifying thing ever. Here's why. Because both adults are just mumbling in their throats or talking about each other behind their back or, or, or thinking thoughts about each other that they would never say out loud. And both of them got boundaries that each of them are waiting. You cross mine. I'm waiting. Just waiting for someone to cross that boundary. Who are you having your boundaries with? Yourself? Because they're going to be breached. <laughs> I, know, I, I know that uh, talking about boundaries to, to, uh, to someone you love takes, uh, it takes maturity and it takes confidence and it takes you to be uh, uh, really sure. But have a clean, normal conversation. Maybe you can share some things about you and say, this is why I have these certain boundaries because of this, this, and this. So I don't do this, this, and this. Or it can be, I just want to keep the relationship this certain way. Basically set your boundaries, set your expectations, right? You don't have to uh, wait until you get hurt and, and, and until you feel pain to justify boundaries. You can set healthy boundaries. Set boundaries that will guard your heart, protect your peace, and benefit your mental and physical health in the long run. Right? Don't set boundaries out of fear, anger, and malice. When you are a people pleaser or have the tendencies, because most of us aren't people pleasers, or we don't identify as that, but, <laughs> but we have the tendencies of a people pleaser. But when you are a people pleaser or you have the tendencies of one, the people around you grow expectations of the way you are supposed to consistently act. If you consistently please people, you can't just abruptly change. <laughs> Watch how the people around you act. If you're a people pleaser, people are used to you being that way. They're used to using you. They're used to manipulating you. They're used to draining and depriving you. And so they have an expectation for you. So when you say, no, I can't, when you say no for the first time, look at the people's faces who've been using you. That is another way to do a no who've been using you. Look at the faces and listen to the speech and the very vocabulary that people use when they've been using you. I mean, I've, I know it all too well and I've seen it. When I've seen firsthand that my mummy uh, and my daddy told people no. Or, or not even no, not even straight up no. I can't because, and trust me, they don't care what you got going on. That is a sign that you need to have a discussion with them about that. Or if you know they're not going to be hearing that, that, that is a relationship that you need to put to bed. You need to put that relationship to rest. <laughs> You'll see. Because when you are a people pleaser, and uh, when you miss the mark by not meeting their expectations, you're considered as quote-unquote mean. 
despite the things you've already did for them. No matter what you did for them, if you miss the mark of their expectations and how they expect you to come in the room and act, and when they ask you a question for something, they expect you to say yes. If you miss the mark, you are all of a sudden mean. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it really don't matter that you paid my light bill. It really don't matter that you helped me with my kids. It really don't matter that you've created a safe space and community for me and my family and my kids and my friends. You tell me no, you're mean. That is how it is. That is how it is. And I know most of, most of the adults know way more about it than me. I'm just touching the surface of it, right? Know it all too well. But I can't even begin to imagine the expectations so many people are operating under. But, you know, like how many like expectations they are consistently operating under and afraid to move away from because they don't want to lose that relationship, even though it's not nourishing you anyway. It's only depleting you. But in order to be your best, healthiest self, you can no longer operate under the pressure of other people's expectations. It is too much pressure. Why? Because there are too many expectations that need to be met that will never be met because you will never create to meet the expectations of another man and another woman when it comes to friendships and family and family relationships. The goalposts for expectations will keep on moving. Users, people that use you, they will test your boundaries. How far can they go? How far can I push them? How much can I ask for? <laughs> right? But um, I want you to know this. If you don't remember anything else from this podcast episode, I want you to remember this. Don't get so accustomed to conforming to expectations that you lose your true identity. Right? So many people lose who they are at their core. Because the norm is that every room has an expectation. Expectations aren't always said verbally. Most times they even aren't. They're, not, they're never said verbally. Most times. You can tell the expectation of a room as soon as you walk in it. The aura and the vibe of a room reflects the expectations. Let me say that again. The aura the vibe of a room reflects the expectations. The aura and the vibe of a room reflects who you need to be in the moment. That is how people, uh, that is why people, most people shape shift into different alter egos and different personalities because different rooms require different personalities. Different rooms require different versions of yourself. Instead of being the most confident version of yourself, and the most uh, present version of yourself, and the most secure version of yourself, and coming as yourself, you're coming as someone who you think will be well-perceived or well-accepted, right? All from the aura and the vibe of a room. But don't internalize the expectations of others either. Be yourself. Be yourself. 
And the ones that truly love you will love you, will embrace you. Let me say this one, will correct you. If you don't correct me, you don't love me. Simple. If I'm going down a wrong path and you're talking about, Tariq, I love you so much in order not to correct you, you are, laid, you are letting me lead myself to death, to destruction, to anger, to hurt, to pain, and you will never correct me? Because you want to save my feelings. Love is not saving someone's feelings. <laughs> that, that's, that's not what it is. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't hang around yes men. I don't hang around yes men. People tell me when they disagree with me. People tell me what they don't like about me. People tell me things that I probably need to be doing. And it's my choice to be able to accept those things and change them. And screen them to make sure that they're not expectations. But the ones that love you, trust me, they'll correct you. They'll be there for you. You don't need to use people pleasing or the tendencies of people pleasing in order to keep a relationship or in order to enhance or enjoy a relationship. You don't need that. If it's real, it's real. That goes for family, romantic friends, Family, romantic friends, all of those uh, different relationships. If it's real, it's going to display real. You're going to know. You're going to know. And the best thing you could do in a relationship with someone, in any type of relationship, any form, any shape, any size, uh, is communication. Communication. Acceptance. <laughs> right? Correction. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I'm able to have different um, relationship with different types of people, right? Relationships are a beautiful thing. We all need people. Whether we like to admit it or not, we all need people. No matter how many times people get on uh, on our nerves, and trust me, they do get on my nerves sometimes too. But we all need people. I miss people. To be honest with you, when I'm around people. I love people and sometimes I'm annoyed at people. But whenever I'm by myself, I miss people. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I could spend time with myself. I could have a good time by myself. Like literally, I recorded an hour-long podcast by myself. No one's in this room. I'm not talking to no one. No one. I'm talking to you. You're not even here. You're going to listen to this later. Trust me. I could be in a room by myself. But people, I love people. I love relationships. And I hope that you could have learned something from this podcast episode today. I hope it was a good takeaway, even if I didn't say it verbally. I hope it was a takeaway. Something that I said that took you to another place. Took you to another place of awareness. Or, or, or something that I said that God used to speak to you. I hope that happened for you. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to support me, um, please go and subscribe to the uh, subscribe to this podcast, which is the Be Yourself Podcast, so that you receive notifications weekly. And weekly is every time I post, every single Friday. 
I usually post these episodes um, Friday at 3, 4 a.m. For those of you who um, work out in the morning and like to go to the gym and or, or start your mornings early because you have kids, whatever you got to do. Or you have a flight in the morning, whatever. The Be Yourself podcast is here for you. We are here early in the morning. If you can't sleep, click on the Be Yourself podcast. I'm here for you. We're here for you. The community is here for you. If you want to go further in supporting me, you can click the five-star rating. That is going to help us to make our reality a reality because we are the number one podcast in the world. That is the reality, and it's going to become even a greater reality. <laughs> it's going to become a greater reality, y'all, if you press that five-star button. So go right now, just one scroll, and you see five stars, and you can click it. If you want to even go further, see, I'm giving you all different notches to go. It, it, it all depends how far you want to go in support of the podcast and what we're doing here. You can leave a review. Leave a review. That will help other people to decide that they want to be a part of this community or this is something that they want to listen to or give their time to. Leave a nice review, preferably. If you got a bad comment, I guess leave it too. But, <laughs> yeah, do what you please in the reviews. I really want to see your reviews. I want to see what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Thank you so much to everyone who comes and support uh, and, 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 and who listens to the podcast. Uh, not just supporters, right? Reoccurring listeners who like the value that I provide here. Uh, thank you so much for coming back. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Tariq Farrington. Um, enjoy. I would suggest that as soon as you listen to this, co- this collection of, of episodes that I did, part one and part two, that works in cohesion with each other. Once you've listened to that and enjoyed that, you can go listen to a countless amount of episodes that I've done, good and bad, uh, low quality and high quality. You can go back all the way to episode number one and enjoy yourself and have a good time. But yeah, the message is, is done. Um, that That's the encouraging message for most of you. And, and for all of you listening, and the rambling is done too. <laughs> the rambling is done too. Thank y'all so much. I can't express how much I love and appreciate y'all enough. But I will show it by being consistent every single week. And remember, if I don't, see, this is the thing. If I don't post a podcast episode a particular week, the next week I got double. And I don't want double. Double was fun. Double was fun, but I've, I've, I've been recording since uh, 5 o'clock this morning. I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning trying to drink water, drink peppermint tea, get my voice ready, get the morning voice out, get that deep morning voice out, get that, like, yeah, raspiness out. And then I was trying to actually uh, make my voice prepared for the episodes that I started at 6 o'clock all the way until now. I love y'all and peace.